What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Land Grant Podcast Network at 70 Show. As always, I'm your host, Jordan, and I'm here with my co-host, Dante. What's up, man? What's up? How are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm living. I'm doing well. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't complain too much. Uh, well, you know what? I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like. I feel a bad. lot of stuff going on, but like, you know, I can't complain too much. I feel that. I'm mad at that. It's chill, chill. I got a new mic. Okay, big money. I thought it sounded different. You know, it's like you did not get it for the podcast, though. I'm guessing you got it for streaming. Both. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's for both. Uh, But yeah, no, I got it on sale. It was like fifty something dollars. That's it. That's not bad. What kind of mic is it? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, Um. Something like that. Mm. I don't know why I asked. Like I just like like I was the purveyor of all things. <laughs> I guess I was just kind of wondering if it was one of the ones that came up when I was searching, but I didn't do that much searching. I I, I read a couple articles, and everyone kept talking about the Blue Yeti, and so that's what I have. And I mean, I like it. It's it's done me well. So yeah. No, uh, so. my cousin sent me a link for this, and I was like, well, we'll see if I when I get paid. And so I got the got the mic. See how that's gonna work for now. But look, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, I mean the the audio quality is definitely better. Bad, 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 bad. I, uh, I used it on stream once, and they liked it. So I was like, all right, cool. Might once well. I get my computer to work right, we're all good. <laughs> Listen, I I understand you about computers, man. Like, shout out to work computers because if I didn't have a work laptop. I would have to spend a whole lot of money on a new computer. I already stopped using my computer because it's garbage. And, you know, as Apple does, uh, Zarya's computer is now garbage because it's too old. It's and too by old, two, yeah. By too old, I mean, like, two five years. Old. years like, oh. Yeah, that's old, Nap- that's old in Apple. Yeah, in Apple terms. That's an ancient. Yeah, and it's like, we don't both need computers, technically, yeah. especially because we have work computers. So it's like if we were going to buy a new one, we would probably buy a Mac because that's what she uses. And like mm-hmm. when she reopens her business and stuff, like it, it, there's just a lot of things that kind of go with it. But I hate Macs, but I'm not going to buy my own computer when she needs a new one. And we're probably going to share it. That's fair. Yeah, I do not like Macs either. I don't like them at all. I, I think don't like I don't like Apple's interface. No, it's terrible. Have. Yeah, especially especially on the computer. Like I on their Macs, it's terrible. I know how to use it. I just hate using it. Yeah, and it's so restrictive compared mm-hmm. to like other things and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I think anyone who like does a lot with computers or like works with computers doesn't like Macs. And like you game and stuff, so like you have to have a good computer. So like you know and like Yeah. Um it's what took me so long to get an iPhone. But then like all of the things that made well not all of the things, because there's still a couple of things I'm like, damn, my phone can't do that no more. But a lot of the really unique things that made Samsung better for me, they got rid of. And so it's just like, if this is just going to be an iPhone um, 2.0, I'm just going to get an iPhone. So people Yeah, they regress for some odd reason. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah, it it was sad. Because I was like, I was starting, I was going to go back. But then I started noticing like their phones getting 
worse. Going backwards, like getting worse. I was like, what's the point? I'll just stick with they my did, bad iPhone. Yeah, they did the iPhone thing where the biggest new feature was just the camera. And it's like, if I wanted a good camera, I would have been had an iPhone. Like, I like that my phone was a computer. Like, and, the, the, and you know what's crazy? Again, Samsung and, and Android phones have better cameras, have always had better cameras. Yeah, they have. iPhone just makes the quality worse just to just to manipulate its customers. Yeah. yeah it's crazy because like I um what was I doing? Oh, so like one of one of my favorite things about the phone, like you know, we grew up in the mixtape era. So yeah. I had a bunch of mixtapes on my phone. I had yeah. mixtapes on my phone from like 2012. Because oh, because with Lord. Sam, yeah, well, because with Samsung, when you change it over, it stays in your storage. Right. And all I had to do was there was this app called Zip uh, Zip something, and it unzipped files, so I could listen to all of my old mixtapes through the regular Samsung Music app. Like, um, I mean, like, especially which was big because with Apple Music and all that kind of stuff, like, no one just has a music app anymore, like, you know, but like Samsung just had like a general music app, so I could listen to all of my old mixtapes, stuff that is just like, not, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah, that, yeah, like stuff that's just not gonna get on streaming, like, it's just like, you know, some like really like an old Vince Staples mixtape, there's this like Flatbush Zombies mixtape, a couple like Mac Miller ones, like, um. It's crazy. It's, you you would just have to bring that phone around and listen to the listen to it when you're like driving or something. Well, see, that's the problem. My last Samsung, you couldn't do that no more. And I got rid of the phone that could because I didn't know that they were going to get rid of that. So yeah. I just, I had already lost it. That's crazy. Yeah. Sick. Oh man, man. man this, these phone companies. I'm telling you, bro. These phone companies. The gaming companies, all of them, they suck. Yeah. They suck for real. Because it's not about quality anymore. It's about nah, quality. It's they just, just want to get how much money I can make. Yeah. How much money can we make off of this? Yeah. Like, so, like, and it, it's getting crazy. So, like, you know, like, for a while, it was, like, the thing, especially, like, growing up. So, like, it didn't happen a whole, whole lot with us when we started paying for our phones. But, like, you know, like, when your parents paid for your phones and their phones, you used to have, like, crazy like three-year contracts like you just couldn't do anything yeah and then when we were in college i remember because sprint was one of the first ones to do it they're like if you have an iphone you can upgrade every year and like everyone started doing these like more flexible things that's how yep. mobile became one of the companies yeah. and stuff like that because they were doing every six months you well, can get a new phone yeah well now they're reverting so we just went to verizon because we kept getting messages like hey you know you can get that iPhone 14 for up to a thousand dollars off. So like which I was is, looking, right, which is a, most most of the phone. Yeah, no, no. So if if you get the regular 14 and you have a good enough phone for trade in, it's the whole phone. Oh damn! So like she has the 12, so they gave us eight hundred dollars. The 14 right now is seven ninety nine. So oh, yeah, it's, the, it's, yeah. it's literally free, and but the problem is. It's free for three years. So they break the contract into three years and then they don't give you the phone free. What they do is they charge you for it and then they give you a credit. So what you the have, fuck? yeah. So you have to keep the phone for three years. And if you don't keep it for three years, you have to pay off the remaining balance. Wow. So like if if you don't if you do it and you get the insurance and something and you don't get the insurance and something breaks, you'd have to pay off whatever that is. 
And if you do get it, but in two years when your phone is shit, like it's always going to be with iPhone, you want a new one, you still have a year's worth of that $700. And let's just do, let's just do some really quick math. Let's just, you know, 700 divided by three. You still have over $200 left on the phone, $230 left on the phone that you would have to pay off because they do it in monthly increments. And then on top of that, when you go to pay off the phone, you don't get the credit. So like, like my phone, I like mine's not free. My phone is like, it's like $20 off or whatever, whatever it is. If I wanted to pay off my phone, I'd have to pay the full price. I don't get minus the $20 times however much is left. What the? F- wow. Yeah. So you so only they're get, just lying. Yeah. You only get the credit for as long as you have the phone and you can't pay it off early without being penalized by oh, having that's... to pay the full price of the phone. So needless to say, we did not get a new phone. I didn't. I already have the 14 because this is the phone that I got when I switched. No, I have the 13, but I don't need the 14. Right. I got the 13 when I switched from Samsung. Um but it's funny because like I've been paying off two phones at the same time because it was I wasn't gonna pay off my Samsung phone because I didn't get the credit. So I just like moved the phone to another <laughs> to another line because I'm like, you won't give me this money off. I will pay this in months and just not even use the phone. Like, don't play with me. So that's it, insane. Nah, yeah, the, yeah. And like she just... she may do it eventually because it's still free and like you know sort of because you're still paying it off though. Right. It's just like the thing is like if you wait two years and you do it, it's like you have two years and all you spent was two hundred dollars for a seven hundred dollar phone. So it's still not the worst thing in the world. It's just not what they advertised. Just be lying. Yeah, and you still have to pay the taxes on a free phone. What the fuck? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and of course the taxes are uh over a hundred dollars on a free phone. So they be getting you, bro. These companies, man, it's like, if you don't really ask the questions and you don't, and even if you do ask the questions, there's nothing you can do about it. But especially if you don't ask the questions, they literally just be like robbing you. Just yeah. Money. And the crazy thing is, is like, I usually keep a phone for about three years. So like that would work. But at the same time, the fact that I have to keep it and still pay the phone off regardless, is kind of, kind of nuts. And that's well, that was her whole thing because it's like she can keep the phone. Like she like I like I, I paid the phone bill and I really don't need to pay for the insurance on her phone because she's like never broken a phone in her life. But the, the moment I get rid of the insurance, yep. when she's gonna break it. Mm-hmm. So um it's just like you know, she's probably gonna keep the phone for three years, it's not that but it's the moment she doesn't want it. Like that's the issue. And me, I'm typically an every other year guy. Like I liked I liked the two year contract because I would go you know I had like the of the Samsungs I had like I think I was on odd years I had like the nine the eleven the thirteen whatever and then they started doing random shit because they stopped doing the count and they started doing the years which was just stupid as hell that's when I should have known Samsung was going bad when they stopped the count of their phones mm-hmm. and just put it as the year the Samsung twenty twenty like what <laughs> yeah like that's idiotic so. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's bad out here uh, for all things electronics. Um, yeah, because we don't need to. We we can get into the show. We don't even need to re re. Uh, we don't need to recap the mess that was them releasing the PS5 and Xbox. 
Man, shit. Remember what happened with Cyberpunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't even... Did they... I think... So I'm pretty sure they fixed that game, and I think they're releasing a second one. They they fixed it, and they're releasing DLC. It's DLC. Okay. I just mm-hmm. saw something, and I knew it had, like, a different cover and stuff. Like, you just release a game, and it's just not done. Like, it wasn't even close to done. Is, yeah. These, yeah, man. These... They sold that shit at Best Buy for $10. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. The first game PlayStation ever uh, gave a refund for. The first that's, game ever. That's crazy. Last thing on video games. Uh, you did you buy Madden last year? I know you said you were thinking about it. Did you buy it last year? I got, I got, I guess technically the yeah, the new ones coming up then. So yeah, I got last year's. You got twenty three. Yeah, I got. Uh, okay. Yeah, 23. So I don't know if you like it or not. And I hate to tell you this, but even if you hate it, you might have to buy this year's Madden. No, they're, fi- they're finally bringing back mini games. And right. that was the best part of Madden. It was. Like, I mean, you may still you still may not buy it, but like you like there's gonna be so many people that buy it just because they're bringing mini games back and watch them fuck it up. Like, watch it not be fun anymore. But they're gonna fuck it up. That's why I'm like, are they? But like, I mean, it the of everything looks fun when you drop the video. But the video did look fun. Like it, it didn't look like what I didn't even, I before. didn't even bother to watch. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I'm, I'm listen. You know, I buy Madden every year anyway, and I yeah. always like read up on it and stuff. But like the mini games, if I was on the fence, I'm no longer on the fence. I wasn't on the fence. I was gonna buy it, even though I know it's, I'm an idiot. But like, hey, I can't judge. Yeah. Um, and the last last thing, because I just lied. I got 2K for free. And I hate it. I wish yeah, I just sure. wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> I can't make a freaking shot, bro. And it's like, it don't make no sense. They changed the meter, and you told me, and, like, I don't play online. So, like, I'm still in the thing. Yeah, I'm on my career, and I can't make a shot. And I made it like a I, – I, and I switched up. I made a small forward for the first time ever because I always have point guards. And all I can do is make layups. And I can't make st- I can't make a layup if anyone's guarding me. Like yeah, if, no, I'm, if I'm moving, I can probably do it. But like literally, I'm like 6'10. So if I miss a layup, sometimes I get the rebound and I'm right underneath the basket. I miss every time. Yeah. There's someone just a little bit too close to me. So I go up, I miss, they get the rebound. It's it's yeah. you can't you can't make a single, not even standing wide open, you can't make a single shot if it's not green. No yes. slightly yeah. late, no slightly early. No, oh like, you I did not tell you about that. Yes, no, you okay, have to. So, you mentioned it, but you said it was. Yeah, you said at least for online play, and I was like, "Oh, well, oh yeah, 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 online, yeah." For the so. yeah, for the most part, yeah. But like, if you you haven't been hitting, uh, like, what's your shooting at right now? Like, what you what have you put your shooting to? So I wasn't gonna spend a million dollars on it. So my shooting's in at seventy five. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, all in that, the seventies. Yeah, at that point, you have to know your. Uh, you got to know the jump shot timing. And I'm a and, it, and I'm 6'10 because I I Googled like what was the best like builds and it was like 6'9, 16. <clears throat> right. So that's what I did. But because I'm 6'10, they gave me the big man. And it's because you're a small forward. If you had made a point guard at 6'10, you'd be fine. Oh, okay. 
So they gave me the big man thing. So like my the free one was Anthony Davis because Anthony mm. Davis does have like a, a clean uh, like a clean shot. And so like it's a little bit better when I changed it because like I can kind of see his a little bit better than the the like the generic one. But mm-hmm. I can't make a shot wide open or not. It, it just yeah, it's it's yeah. terrible. It's absolutely terrible. The only thing that's in the game is like I haven't been the ball hasn't been stolen from me yet, which means they fixed that stupid part of the game for offline okay it's still bad online mm-hmm. oh, unpluggable might almost be a, a useless badge sometimes Damn. like i have it on gold and i'll i'll get ripped like seven times sometimes what mm-hmm. <laughs> i've had games I've, it's not many but i've had games where i get ripped a lot i had games where i've stolen the ball a lot so <laughs> these games bro all right, let's talk about something else that's disappointing. Right, coaches. No, <laughs> I'm not playing, but I am kind of sort of. <laughs> um, I will say before we get started, because I said this to you before. After the firing of two really bad coaches, two coaches who, <clears throat> you know, their time had kind of run out. The yeah. list of coaches in the Big Ten is not that bad. Like I hate to say it, I really do, but like there's a good like. Honestly, look at their overall career, yeah. Like my top ten, I would like. I don't want anyone fired in that list, and I was not expecting to get to ten. Now the bottom five, because we can't rank Ryan Walters yet. The bottom five is trash, but like ten out of fifteen coaches, like two thirds. That's not bad. Not bad. I mean, I would. I would have to look at other conferences to like see, like you know, because I there's no way the SEC has like 14 good coaches, so they're probably around the same number. Because I know Texas doesn't have a good coach, so I know that for Damn. sure when they when they're when they're coming in. So I would have to like I'm not gonna do this. Actually, I might if I get bored. I would have to like I'd have to like go through all of the other ones to like see like okay, is 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 10 out of 15. You know, a good number, but it seems like a good number. If you okay, I got I got PJ and I can spell it. All right. So, um, before we get started, I, I will just say this: um, I did not communicate great. So, oh, true. Even though yeah. Dante did all of the read, you got to true that. Like, <laughs> last. Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> even, even though Dante did all the research, he had to like redo his like immediately because yeah he was doing it based on last season and I was doing it a whole career and I did not communicate that and I typically come up with a lot of the topics and stuff so that that, that was me if anything sounds weird it's like it's it, we were on the we were not on the same page um lost but it's okay we should be fine yeah, yeah we'll be all right so um as always as I mentioned uh before and I will probably stop mentioning, but people do say that every show is someone's first, and so maybe I won't stop mentioning it. Is we are including USC and UCLA because there's absolutely no point in waiting until 2024 and then having to start fresh. If you include them this year, then you kind of see what happens and you build momentum in the next year. And then you can, you know what happened. So in 2024, when you have to like power rank them and talk about coaches and predict games and stuff like that, you you don't have to like read other people's articles and be like, well, I think this is what they did. 
you actually watched the games and talked about them all year. So you're kind of prepared. And I don't know how many um, Big Ten podcasts there are, but stuff like this is what makes us the best one. So we do think. So we're uh, Ryan Walters unranked because he is the only first-time head coach. Everyone else, even the new coaches, have at least 80 games under their their belt. Um, He has zero. So let's start at 15. Are we starting at 15? Okay. Yeah. Make them wait for it. Make them wait for it. (laughs) Okay. I might. Okay. I, I think I got that. So 15. It was hard. It was really hard to pick out who I wanted to put at 15. Because these four, I want to say four coaches could really go there. But I'm going to go with Mike Loxley from at, Interesting. at okay. 15. Um, and I might have to actually, I'm, I might have to change that, but I'll, I have to look it up. But I know from so far at Maryland, he's uh 21 and 28 overall. Uh 11 and 27 in the Big 10. He does have two bowl game wins, but at least in the Big 10 he's terrible and he's under 500 as an overall in, at at Maryland. Now I will check his overall. Uh it's Ooh. bad. It's worse. <laughs> it's That's I, what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. It's 23 and 54. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, not good. So. <laughs> <laughs> not, not good. And then, yep, that's <laughs> that's my 15 right there. Yeah, yeah. So I said really like, because I was kind of surprised because I thought we were going to agree on 15, but Mike Loxley's my 14. So okay. it's not like I have him much higher. Okay, uh, fair enough. My, my 15's Tom Allen. Okay. Because unlike... Mike Loxley, unlike Tom Allen, Mike Loxley has made it to two straight bowl games. And you could argue that they're getting better. I would also say that this year might be a really bad year for them because who's on that team? Unless they decide to actually run the ball to Roman Hemby, and maybe they'll do better because they got a new, but like they hired, I'm pretty sure they hired Josh Gaddis as their offensive coordinator, which hasn't worked out for anyone. So I don't know. I like we'll get into that when we get into that, but at least he has seemed to get better, even though he's not a good coach. Tom Allen has gotten worse and he hasn't really had a good year except the pandemic. And at least Mike Loxley was bad during the pandemic, so it didn't raise any expectations. And he got better in real seasons, like in real football seasons against real opponents. He got better. Maryland showed a lot of fight, and there's been an increase in draft picks. Fair. Where who the hell is getting drafted out of Indiana? But 15-14, it, it doesn't really matter. They're both bad coaches. Um, Tom Allen is he's number one point and a half on my coaches that need to get fired. Yeah. Like he's the number one coach that needs to get fired for merit, for like on-field decisions. Kirk is my number one overall because again, racist. Yeah. You know, whatever. We don't have to keep going into that. But like if I'm just looking at on the field, because if you're looking at on the field, Kirk really doesn't need to get fired. He's kind of old and stubborn, and his son, the thing with his son is annoying, but, like, he still wins games. Tom Allen just, like, he needs to get fired. Like, it, it's time. 
And I, I don't, I just don't see how there's another cycle. Indiana goes through another cycle with Kane Womack not getting hired somewhere. And if they don't get him, I don't know who they hire. Do they hire Ohio State's offensive line coach who's never been a head coach before? I like him. I think he's a great guy. He played at Indiana. But, like, are you going to hire a guy who's never been a head coach before versus the guy who's been successful at South Alabama? I don't know. I think that's dumb. So, And the guy, like, one guy played there. The other guy coached there. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how you weigh that, but I would still take the guy that has head coaching experience. So I just oh, don't yeah, know by far. how they get through another cycle and that guy not get hired because I don't know how he's not gotten hired yet. The issue is they gave him a stupid-ass buyout because he had a good year during the pandemic. Yeah. Making business decisions on the pandemic, and there's someone else we're going to talk about that here in a second. Making oh, yeah. business decisions on the pandemic is going to cost people their jobs. If it hasn't already, like this is the year that I think people are going to lose their jobs by making business decisions on the pandemic. Oh, uh, yeah. There should be at least probably three three uh, firings in the Big Ten at the end of this season, but it'll probably only be one. Because they can't fire them. The ADs are who's going to get fired because. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because they can't fire the coaches. So Allen's my 15. Loxie's my 14. Who is your 14? Tom. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so we, we agreed. Yeah, because I'm like, at least with Tom, he has – it's it's even. They have the same kind of record, similar record, and things like that. And you're right, Tom has three bowl game losses. I should have weighed that into – honestly, yeah, you could just flip-flop it. But 14 Tom. Yeah, I mean, it, like – I don't think anyone can really fight with you on having one and 14, one and 15. They're, they're the same coaches, yeah. they're the same caliber. Uh, my next guy is Mel Tucker. Oh, my goodness. Same. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this really pains me because it Mike Loxley <laughs> and Mel Tucker are two. Uh, no, 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 no. No, one. No, 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 no. No, no, no. They're two of four black coaches yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. And they're, one of them has never coached before, and they're two of the worst. And, like, I, you want to root for everybody black also. But it's not really their fault. I think it's Nick Saban's fault because, for some reason, 90% of Nick Saban and Brett and, and uh, Bill Belichick's tree just cannot coach. Like, when they yeah, need mm-hmm. Saban, they cannot do it. And Mel Tucker, a few of them can. Team. What's the name at Georgia's yeah. doing well? Yeah, he's like the only one, and I he's also the bad too. I think Saban's had two, but you're right about um Bill Belichick. I don't think he has a successful coach that's left his coaching tree at all. I don't think so. Uh, Saban not in the NFL, has, none of yeah. them went to the NFL. No, Saban has a couple. Some people credit Lane to save Saban, but I don't. Lane already like is under a different tree. He just his career got his image got repaired at Alabama. So kind of, yeah. But like he didn't didn't like um, he didn't get his first job under Saban. So like, like he brought in his influence and kind of changed Alabama's offense. And now Alabama is running a lot of the lane offense with other people. They've just been trying to like replace him. I don't fully give him to Saban because he had already had a head coaching job before he went to Alabama. Fair. Everyone okay. else has, and I'm I don't remember everyone that's left there, but the only one I can think of that has is successful is Kirby. 
And I mean, he's the ultimate successful. He's back to back champion. But yeah. So yeah, Mike Loxley, Mel Tucker, not doing it. Mel Tucker is the guy that we said here shortly. We're going to talk about someone getting a contract off the pandemic. Yeah. Um, his was the year after the pandemic. Yeah, it was a year after the pandemic, but it's like they used the pandemic to say, oh, you were really bad, but it was the pandemic. You had this good year. That means you're a great coach. And they ignored the pandemic the year before. They ignored it directly at Colorado. And I and I wrote an article about this, too. And I said, well, I think we have enough time to be able to accurately say that 2021 was a fluke. Yeah, like the eleven and two season was a fluke. It's not what he is or what he can be. He got lucky. Yeah, he's a middle. So far, right now, he's a middle of the pack, literally five hundred type of coach. Yeah, like literally five hundred. And I like. I think I wrote it. I said like, if he does not become what they think he's going to be, this is going to be one of the worst decades in Michigan State's history because they can't fire him. Yeah, it's going to be too expensive. He's he's entering year two of his 10-year contract. You can't fire him with a 10-year, $95 million contract. You can't fire him with eight years left. Oh, hell no. It's going to be very expensive. Even if you could afford it, that's just bad business. Like That is the epitome of bad business. So, I mean, he's 25 and 24 overall. Literally 500, but 24 the problem, and 25. I have 20, 23 and 21 here. Oh, sorry. I have his overall. He had, he had I have nine. overall too. Oh, okay. I'm including NFL. Ah, he was, a, wasn't, he, he, I wasn't he was doing two, that. Yeah. So my, my numbers are going to be off. If okay, you, 25 you have, and 24. I, no, I could count. I see it here. It has the okay. Jackson feel you. Okay. So yeah. Um, Two and I guess I maybe I just included the NFL for Jim Harbaugh, so I kind of had to do it for everyone else. Uh, um, yeah, that's I, I didn't. Happened. I didn't yeah. include. Uh, um, what's the word? The NFL. Yeah, I didn't include the NFL. What's the yeah. word? This is the part where you know I gave the preface that I did not communicate well. So yeah, you know we'll we'll power through it though. It's not that big of a deal. Um, it actually kind of works because I have the old thing with the NFL for the couple of them. You have college, so you can see if they were good or bad, so it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, so 51%. His team record with Indiana with Michigan State is 18 and 14, but 11 of those wins came in one season, so he's seven and 12 in the rest of his time there. Yeah, not good, it's just not good. So, I mean, rooting for him, he seems like a good guy, but a good guy is not enough, right? So and it's very concerning that he was a DB's coach at Alabama, a defensive coordinator. He was a DB's coach for the Cleveland Browns. He was a DB's coach at Ohio State. And he has one of the worst secondaries in the country year after year. Like, head coach or not, the thing that made you a head coach, you should have, be good on your team. Like, if Ryan Day, who played quarterback, and coached quarterbacks and was an offensive coordinator, had bad quarterbacks, you would question, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, I'd no, like, you, I'd, I'd be lost. You like, like, you can't be bad in the thing that you, that made your career. Yeah. Like, so that is also not uh, Yeah, that's great. not good. That you literally have only had one good defensive year. 
And that was a fluke, apparently. So it's sad. Like it. Yeah. I the hope only- not. I hope he could turn it around. But mm. yeah. Okay. So he might who, be middle, just middle of the pack. Yeah, he might just be bad. And the thing is, it's just like like someone's gonna hire him, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna get hired. But like yeah, yeah. do you even want to hire him as a defensive coordinator if his defense wasn't good and his DBs weren't good? Like, cause like some people get fired as a head coach, and you're like, okay, but like this side of the ball was good, so like we'll just hire him as our DC because we know he can do it. You can't really say that you know he can do it. Yeah. Because he's not doing it. So he's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, who's your thirteen? Uh, no, thirteen was Mel. Remember, we have the same. No, Mel was my fourteen. No, Mel was your thirteen. Fourteen was Mike. Fifteen was time. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm tripping. So I'm looking at my Excel sheet, and mm. I have a header. So everything starts. It's a number off. Oh, and so Mel is fourteen on my sheet, and I'm I'm tripping. Okay, all right. We're gonna get this together. This is what happens when you take a week off. Yeah, um, so my number twelve, because I we have the same thirteen. Um, it was hard to pick between these two because again, they're kind of the same. But at least they have winning records, even though it's barely. But um, I'm gonna go with uh, twelve. Twelve is Matt Rule. Interesting. And um, I do I not mean, have that. Okay. I don't have a much higher than that. But yeah, I don't have that. no, I have Matt. Yeah, Matt Rule. Uh, his overall overall coaching in uh for college at least 47 43 so winning record yes but could easily be a losing one could easily he has a losing record when he was at baylor and then he has an okay record at temple and that's only a five game above 500 at temple so he's 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 not a losing coach could but could easily be one because at least in the nfl he's garbage so because I see that now, and he was bad in the NFL. Yeah, so I'm gonna make the case for why I disagree. Okay. Um, he has won two. He has won conference championships at Temple and at Baylor, and his re- he is one of the few coaches where I feel you that you can't look at their record because of what they took over. Temple was a dog shit program. And Got he you. won in his time. I think he won ten games twice, yes. and then in his final season, and he made the he made the championship game twice. Lost one, one, one. Temple's been dog shit ever since he left. When okay. he got to Baylor, Baylor was off of the scandal of oh, the true. sexual assault and rape, so they were at bottom of the barrel. And after two years, I think he had them in a winning record. And then in his final year, he won like 11 games and, yeah. and, made, and made the championship. So I think his record is bad because he's taking over really bad teams. It's kind of like the same thing with Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's UCLA record's really bad, but UCLA was horrible when he got there. And That's Chip true. Kelly has, been, has gotten them better the last two years. But you still have to take all of those losses at first. Okay. So I don't have him much higher because I still think there are better coaches. But I he is in that top ten. Okay. Where like for me, where I was like, I'm happy with all these coaches. Okay, well, he's not my top ten. I will flip him then. I'll make him I will flip him for 
uh, uh, my 11 spot because you do you do bring a good a good point and i feel like i ha- I, ha- I have the right to change as we're doing this <laughs> so yeah i'll make so my number 12 would be pat then uh, and we're back to the same order <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> well, close enough. I, I still have matt a little higher than you but yeah so yeah, my 12 or 11 i'm gonna let you know 12 this. yeah 12 is it we're the, we're at number twelve. So whoever your twelfth uh, coach is, oh, I'm 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 off. Okay, my number twelve is Greg Shiana. Uh, I have okay. Pat. I have again. I'm mixing up my numbers. I'm just gonna delete this first row right really quick. So it just I I don't I don't mix this up because this is I like having good content and I don't want people to think I'm a dumbass. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just. I'm, oh, he I'm does actually, have a losing record. You know what? You're right. So my number twelve is Greg Shiana. Everything I said about PJ is the same. PJ's again a little bit higher. Pat is my number eleven, so we're not that far off. But my number twelve is Greg Shiano. Overall, he's 91 and 110 at Rutgers. That is a really good record for Rutgers. That is yeah. not a good record overall. He's yeah. 80 and 89 in his entire career at Rutgers. Yeah. That is a really good record at Rutgers. But it's just kind of like it's middle of the pack and it's a losing yeah. record. Yeah. Right. Like you can't be high up on a list when you lose. It's like sure, people like you. Sure, you're from New Jersey, so you're one of the few people who can keep New Jersey talent home. Like you are a decent defensive coordinator. Like there are good things to say about you, but I can't call you a good coach when you haven't succeeded and you haven't done good enough to get a better job than Rutgers. So Oh that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so your 12 is Pat, which I'm not. Are you keeping that? Yes. No, I'm keeping okay. that because like, yes, he has a winning record, but it's a, it's one overall 110 and 101. He's dog. He's dog shit in the big team. He's had what? Maybe a few good seasons. Like, like that two, <laughs> like two, like two good and seasons. One was during the pandemic. One, and one. Yeah, that's true. And I just don't think he's a good coach. I Or at least I think he's wore out his welcome at Northwestern and he's been there a long time if I'm not mistaken yes so I don't think he's worn out his welcome because everyone still loves him but no, I think he's I think lost whatever I, talent he had like no. whatever ability he had to like develop players and stuff is gone no I'm not saying he had he wore out his welcome like people like people don't love him but I think there, it is time for a new face and a new culture oh absolutely he's absolutely that's what yeah, because he's been there for almost twenty years. Like, yeah, it's 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 time. Sometimes you just lose it. You lose the fastball. He's lost yeah. his fastball. It's because his biggest thing was player development. It was being able to get these no names. It was having a good defense. Oh, you know what's crazy? That what? that pandemic year is not even one of his best years. No, he but they a- won. They won the West in that year, so people like it. His, yeah. his record wasn't good, but they won and played in the Big Ten Championship game, so people consider it one of his good years. I don't. I'm not people. like I I've been either. calling for him to get fired for a while. But they only won the West in 2018 with a 9-5 and five record. Like, the, okay. Like, you're happy with that? Sure. So, um, 
He Pat Fitzgerald is your twelve, right? Yeah, Pat, Pat's not twelve. He's my eleven. That makes sense. So we're we're very you know very in a similar place. I kind of laid out all the things, and and like here's the thing, you don't have to treat them bad. Like I think that everyone thinks that when you fire someone, you have to end on bad terms, and it has to be a bad thing. Move them up to administration. Let them teach like a leadership class, which is what Ohio State did with Urban Meyer. Pay him. You can't pay him millions of dollars, but like give him. There are teachers who make like five hundred thousand dollars, and he probably saved. He doesn't do anything. Pay him like five hundred thousand dollars a year to be an assistant athletic director who doesn't do anything. And you can even like consider his voice. I wouldn't, but you can even consider his voice. <laughs> I wouldn't. And, and who you hire next? But he doesn't. He just can't build the statue. Give him the whole thing at uh, at a game next year. Let him come out on the field and do a little wave, and you announce, you know, two-time Big Ten champ, all that good stuff. You put up you his jersey's probably already retired, but if it's not, you retire his jersey. Oh, maybe you right maybe now. you retire it twice. You already have his jersey. Maybe you put his his name up there for head coach. Like you can do all the things. You can honor him as much as you want to because he's still probably the best coach you've ever had. But it's time. Do all the things and move on. Yeah, it's time to go. I mean, so many times in the conference, he's three and five or one and eight or one and seven. Like even even when he had his when he won the West, he he only wins three games, and then he wins the West, and then he win the only wins three games, and then yeah, only won yeah. one game last year for two cool. years ago. Yeah, last year. So it's like in like five six years, you're. You're 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 you have a losing record for the past five or six years. They usually get people fired. Right. Um and the other thing that I have about it is like his best teams have always been senior led. Well, last year, especially because of the pandemic, his team was senior led. And they were still and they bad. weren't good. You're so bad. are you gonna wait for another four year cycle to hope that the next time he has because it is gonna hope. be good? Because right. the juniors and seniors you have now aren't good. We know that. You lost your good players. You lost Greg Newsom. You lost Rashawn Slater. And then you had Peter Skranaki, who you got lucky to get. So he worked his way in there, but he wasn't a senior. Everyone in Peter's class and down is bad. So, yeah. when, like, are you waiting to hope to see that he's going to be able to rework that magic with seniors? But it's going to be a minute before he gets that class. At you least even two more, more seasons. And, yeah, like, and, and the thing is, you should be able to get getting that talent early, and you can't, so. And he's also a bad recruiter. So mm-hmm. he can't get the talent. It's just been about developing, but he's not developing them anymore. Like all the things that were good about him are no longer good. And now you're only keeping him because he's what you know and you don't want to go out and, and you don't want to date. You're in a bad marriage. <laughs> okay, who is your 11? My 11 is... Is Greg for all the things you said? I had to switch it up because, like, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we have a couple off, but for the most yeah. part, we're the same. Area. And then yeah. again, he's and he's 80 and 89, not bad for Rutgers, but as an overall coach, there's better coaching, yeah, by far. Yep, anything do you have anything else to ask for Greg? Then, or you want to move on? Yeah, we can move on. I'll go to my all number right. 10 then, because well, I'm gonna end up moving on from my number 10 to pretty fast. Okay. Who's so, your 10? 10 is Matt, since I had to move everything around. You okay. brought up a good point about getting getting terrible uh 
getting terrible uh, plates, but turning it into something before leaving. So I get that. He had a good run at Temple. And I, he might, and the, again, he's probably the first few years at Nebraska were going to be pretty bad. I They're probably going to be like two win teams for like the first two years or like the first year and then gradually get up like how he's been doing. But when you brought up that, that point, I had to switch it around. Yeah, so I have I have him one spot higher than you, okay. but again, still still not that much. I have PJ at ten. <laughs> I and, have PJ at nine. Oh, yeah. So the reason why, literally, here's the difference between Matt and PJ because I actually think that they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. PJ has two championships in conference. And I'm sorry, Matt has two conference right. championships and yeah. PJ doesn't. PJ's okay. team always loses a stupid game that they shouldn't. Yes. And PJ's a really good coach. He went 11, he went 13 and 1 at a Mac school who had two Big Ten teams on the schedule. He's yep. a good coach. He had Minnesota at 11 wins. Like he's he's a good coach. Like that's why I said once I get to number 10, I'm happy with everyone else on the list. Like everyone yeah. on the list, I'm happy with. I don't want any of them fired. I think they're all good. Some of their jobs, well, okay, that's a lie. I want Kirk Ferentz fired, but for different reasons, not for mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Um, I don't want most of them fired. Um, and like, I, I, I'm good. I like, I, if he retired from Minnesota, I think he'd go down as the best coach in their history. He probably already is the best coach in their history. His job does get harder, unfortunately, with the changing of divisions. And he really missed out by not winning the, the Big Ten in the last two or three years when he had yeah, those really when he had the And I, I think he's going to regret that because he's not going to be able to win it. And I don't think he's going to have the team this year unless oh, he no. just surprises because he's – unless their quarterback is just amazing, um, I just don't think they're going to have the team because they don't have the running back and stuff. So, But still, I've met Tan. I think he's a really good coach. He has a 60% winning percentage. Like, he's won everywhere that he's been at. He has a 62% winning percentage at Minnesota. That's crazy. That's good. That's real good. <laughs> like, like he's a good he's a good coach. I have no qualms about him. It's just they're better coaches, in my opinion. Damn, I'm not mad at that. And, so, um, and that's I – have, I have him at nine for all those reasons. But you do have a good point. Matt does have division titles. That's why I'm probably going to keep where I have my four at. Let me Google. I'm still going. What am I at? Eight now? Or we, yeah, it's uh, like. Yeah, because um, Fleck was, was your 10. Now, Matt was your 10. Fleck was your nine. Right. If you have nothing else to add for them, then yeah, you're at eight. Okay. Then yeah. All right. I got, I got what I need. That works like that. So number eight, I have Luke. Oh, we've we very much differ on this, but okay. If I'm doing this, if I'm looking at this right, I have to keep looking up. I have to look up everybody's thing now. My my fault. (laughs) Actually, here I'll just send it to you. I I already have most of it up now. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't want to send you mine because I didn't want you to know my order, but I do have some of the things that you're looking at. Like I said, I had to write the article. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to leave most of my Luke comments until I say mine because I don't want to spoil where I have him. But I want I do want you to make your case once you have everything together. Because it, it was so it was it was difficult for me because it was either going to be seven or eight. 
because I think my top six makes perfect sense. Sadly, even though I'll kind of, <laughs> I don't. Uh, he's a bad guy, but he he's had he's been pretty good, so I had to keep him there. So I have Luke at eight. Okay. Be um sixty three and twenty five overall record, which is amazing. He was fifty seven and eighteen in Cincinnati, but it is the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, good, still good conference, but it is the ACC, AAC, and then. His one year at Ohio State, horrible, was yeah, was pretty horrible. So, um, we'll see what he could do at Wisconsin now that he's back back in the Big Ten, and of course he has a, a, a division title and two conference titles at Cincinnati. But again, Cincinnati. So I think just compared to like the different conferences, the people I have above him have put have coached in. That's why he's at eight. Okay, so I disagree. Like I said, I'm gonna leave my comments until I, I until I say where he's at on my mm-hmm. ranking. But Garrett, it does make sense. Like I like that's why I wanted to make sure you had the time to explain it, and we didn't just yeah. like power through it. I do understand why you did that, even if I don't agree. And I will I will just bring him up, and I, I will come back to this okay. when um, I reveal him. And that's a hint that he's much much higher on my list. Oh, no, um, so my eight is Kirk Ferentz, and I you okay. kind of hinted that he's somewhere in your top six, and I fully understand that. The reason why I don't have him at the reason why I have him at eight is it's kind of a similar thing. I was looking at seven and eight, and I had to you know basically for seven and eight, the winning percentage, the their winning percentage against each other is what won out, and mm-hmm. the guy I have at seven has a better one on head to head record. Yeah, I think I actually might have to change actually this. So now that I looked at um. What's the name? All right, yeah. So Kirk is 198 and 136, 59%, which is that's that's good. That's really good for how many games, right? It's mm-hmm. it's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, he's 186 and 115 and at at um at Iowa. At so Iowa, even yeah. better. He's 62% at Iowa. Um I'm not going to get into all the other things. I've already mentioned it. There's so many shows in the feed where I just stumble into my rant about him. Anyone that's listened has listened. It'll oh, come up, it'll oh, come we up know. again. It'll yeah. come up again at some point. My The reason why I have him a little bit lower, he's in the West. Like, yep. it's, kind of like it's, it's why I understood your Luke Fickle thing. If he was in the East, he wouldn't have had that record. If he was in the SEC, he wouldn't have that record. I just don't. And, and, and there's too many things to ignore. His unwillingness to change, his lack of dynamic off. Like the defense is amazing, but that lack of also like how much of the defense is him versus it just being no one being able to hire Phil Parker. Is the best thing he's ever done as a coach is keep raising Phil Parker's salary so no one hires him. (laughs) The fact that Phil Parker clearly just doesn't want to be a head coach. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's good coach, good record, but I just can't have him higher than eight because I don't believe what he's done is necessarily repeatable. And I also like I kind of looked at this as career, but I also looked at it a little bit in the future because everyone really definitely five and up, but really seven and up. I expect to perennially be bowl teams. And I was going to be that. He, they're always that. But the, the other thing is the other ones I expect to, in a 10 year period to at least have made the 12 team playoff. 
And I'm just not convinced that in the change of the conference that Iowa's ever going to make the 12-team playoff. Because oh, similar yeah, no. to kind of what you mentioned, oh, no. similar to what you've mentioned with um, Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald, a lot of times they win the conference. It's at like eight and five. It's like, like you know, it's not this not this dominant ten win season where they. It's like they they win seven games, but they win the right seven. So, um, yeah, I have them at eight. I have them at seven, not because okay. I went back and looked at uh, somebody else's re- overall record. I have them at seven. Like you said, 186 and 115 at Iowa is pretty good. That's a really good overall. But, again, you're right. It's in the West. And my biggest problem really is is that his Big Ten, his Big Ten uh, uh, record is 115 and 83. That's a lot closer than his overall record. Yeah, and a lot of them losses is coming from the East. Coming from the East. So Coming from the East and, and th- a little bit from this guy that I'm talking – I'm going to bring up next. Yeah, so that's – that's where I have Kurt. Uh, he has t- t- uh, 20 bowl appearances, which is actually pretty, still pretty good. Uh, he's 10 and 10 in his bowl in his bowl so he, game. He makes them, but he's average. He, he's average. He's the harder the harder the games get, the worse he is. This yeah, is pretty much, pretty much. And I think what well, he only has one one conference title. In the hundred years he's been coaching, and that's the other thing. I was looking that up, and I was like, "Man, I feel like I was always good, but it's like, meh, it's a lot of second place finishes, a lot of yeah. second and third place finishes." He doesn't I'm have a lot of, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of Big Ten wins, like conference wins. And I understand that the conference championship has only been around for like ten to fifteen years, something like a little less than fifteen, I think. But still, that's fifteen years. You've only won one. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, this is about to only show up one time. Two. He has two conference titles and then two division titles. He only has two division. So he has four division titles, which is weird. And again, well, it's not, the other ones wouldn't really be divisions so much because I don't think they had divisions. Oh, oh yeah. Or, or, however, it is. It's they're older, right? What what years are they? His conference titles are 2002 and 2004, and then his conference division title 2015 and 2021 okay so yeah that's that's okay that sounds right so he won the conference when they were doing like the bcs system yeah what years did you say 2002 2004 that's they tied for first in 2002 and then they didn't get the national championship game and ohio state did no that's the year ohio state won the national championship they were really good that year Mm mm-hmm but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so he's 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 good. He's a good coach, but at the same time, he's meh. Right. It's it's like we're getting to the point where it's like you are in the upper tier, as an upper, as in you're above fifty percent. You're good at maintaining, but you're not special. As yeah. we move up, we're gonna get into special. And he's yeah. he's just not there yet. So, so that he's your seven, right? Yes, he was my seven. Okay, so my seven is Brett Bielema. Okay. And I'm big fan of Brett, but I could not hide the Arkansas thing, right? I, I think that there were some weird things there, but he, he was bad at Arkansas. But mm-hmm. even as how bad he was at Arkansas, because I'm pretty sure he left there with a losing record, his, his overall coaching record is still 61%. 
Yeah, really good still. Because that means he's been really good everywhere else. So like he's he's a really good coach. I it's, like him. He, he's yeah, his Arkansas record's 29 and 34. So he could have had a 500 record at some point or at least been yeah. a, a little over. So like yeah. So yeah, and it's Arkansas. He, like, has right? three winning, he has three winning seasons in Arkansas. Yeah, he started really good in Arkansas, and then it just like the bottom just kind of like fell out. No, it's weird. So it's just like he went three and nine, seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, and then four and eight. And there's something there's there was something there. They didn't like him. Bottom, I don't know. But I think that's what it was. Like, I don't think I don't think Arkansas liked him. I think that's what the problem yeah. was. Either way, like he wasn't bad though, right? Like it's like you can see that he had the really bad season, three winning seasons, and then he had one bad season. And they're like, all right, you're gone, and like yeah. you never know what would have happened the next year. You may have had another winning record in that. Yeah, season. he could have won ten games, like eight games. You never know. So like, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. I just my only issue with him and why he's seven is I, he's not in the championship tier yet. I don't think I think he he so. We're going to take a break after this one, after seven. So I don't want you to say six yet. Seven, mm-hmm. and we should have taken a break before him, but I lost it in my mind. Seven is where it starts of if you give it 10 years, I expect them to make the playoffs once or twice. Okay. I think Illinois, it may take some time because it's going to be some adjustments, but I think what he's doing there, if he keeps kind of innovating, all he needs is like another – like because like think about it. If we had two – like if, if he had two more years of Chase Brown, Right, we were currently in a twelve-year playoff, and Chase Brown was a sophomore this year. Like he broke out as a freshman, just like like Braylon Allen or the running backs at Penn State. You telling me he wouldn't make a twelve-team playoff? Yeah, he probably could. So all he has to do is do that. Like, and I'm not saying that that's easy, but just in a ten-year period, he needs to recruit a really good quarterback or a really good running back and maintain his defense. And there are going to be some years where nine wins is going to get you into the playoffs. It's going to be a low seed. He may not even win a game in the playoff. But also, if he gets in and he gets seeded with the right team, like they almost beat Michigan, they could go on a little run. So he's not a great – he's a really good coach. He still hasn't reached great level. But I'm telling you, it starts in – and I'm hopefully I'm not doing this podcast in 2035. If if I'm still doing sports stuff in 2035, hopefully I'm on somebody's TV. But the playoff starts, <laughs> playoff starts in 20. No, the playoff starts in 2024. So 2034. Playoff starts in 2024. By 2034, I fully expect him to be in the playoffs at least once. If he's still there, yes. I don't see where else he's going to go. I don't see anyone else. Illinois is a really good job. It's in the Big Ten, and I don't see him getting a higher job. So they would have to bottom out and fire him. And he's probably like he's gonna end up the best coach in Illinois history because they haven't had good coaches at all. Yeah. Like so, um, that's seven. You've already done your seven, right? Yeah. All right. So before I forget and we keep going, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back right after the break for our top six, um, and then we'll wrap it out. So uh, we will be right back here shortly. All right, everyone, welcome back to Land Grant Podcast Network, that's a football show where we are ranking Big Ten coaches. We have gotten through our top, we've gotten to our top six. So we have six left. Um, 
Do you have Do you have yours written down in order? Can you like run them off? I can't hear you. You saying my top six? Like just run? No, no, not your top six. Do you have the other ones in order from fifteen to seven? Uh, that I had, yeah. Okay, perfect. So we're just gonna run it down really quick. My fifteen was Tom Allen. Uh, Ryan Walters unranked, so that's why we're at fifteen. My fifteen is Tom Allen. Fourteen, Mike Loxley. Thirteen, Mel Tucker. Twelve is Greg Schiano. Eleven is Pat Fitzgerald. Ten is PJ Fleck. Nine is Matt Rule. Eight is Kirk Ferentz, and seven is Brett Bielema. Okay, my fifteen was Mike. Fourteen was Tom Allen. Thirteen was Mel Tucker. Twelve was Pat Fitzgerald. Eleven was Greg Schiano. Ten was Matt Rule. Nine was PJ Fleck, and then uh, eight was Luke. Luke Fickle, and then seven was Kurt. Okay, so who is your six? My six is James. James, uh, James Franklin. Okay. Um, at Penn State, well, he, he was good at Vanderbilt for those few like, years. No one's good at Vanderbilt. <laughs> right, so that's that's amazing. I mean, 24 and 15, that's ten, almost 10 games over. Um, and then in the Big Ten, he's 78 and 36 in the East. Uh, Penn State's usually one of the um, – it really just one win away from being – I feel like being in the playoffs these past few years – like literally just one win. It doesn't matter who it is, but I think they make the playoffs if they lose lose less than uh, two games. Um, they do have a conference title back in 2016. He's 102 and 51. I just think James is a better coach than Kurt because he's been shown to uh, adapt and change even on the fly. Kurt, I, I I haven't I don't know in the past few years I haven't seen Kurt change anything in game. Yes. So, so I have J- I have James Franklin at six because of that. And again, it's Penn State. He took over Penn State, who had probably has one uh, had one of the biggest names in coaching football history, and has been doing well the entire time he's been here. Yeah, like I mean, he brought them out of their scandal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so um, yeah, I have uh, James at five. Okay. Um, for a lot of the reasons that you said, and it's funny that you compared him to Kirk just because yours is six and seven. Mm-hmm. I did. I had. I had them pretty close too, because uh, I, I originally. So I told you before that I had to change this. Originally, I had Chip Kelly lower. Okay. And I ended up having to move him up when I looked at some things. Yeah. So I had James and Kirk close to each other, and I was like, I don't think Kirk could do what James did in the East. But no. I know that if James and Penn State were in the West, they would be the Ohio State of the West. They may still lose to Ohio State, so they still may have the same number of Big Ten championships and the lack. Of I think he, I think they might have more. Well, so so like I'm not going to say that because he plays Ohio State and he loses them. So I'm not going to predict that he would just start beating Ohio State. But as far as the West division, but I think he could like, be. But like I think like last year or two years ago, I think it's a better game and Penn State probably wins. If Penn State's in the West against Michigan, I'm just it's like time, it's like years like that is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not gonna say that because they play every year and he loses. So I'm not ready to say like but I will say he would have like 10 West Division crowns. Oh yes. He, he would be in um in so many Big Ten championship games. Yeah. And there is definitely a chance that when you don't have the pressure of playing the same team every year, 
that you do better in those kind of one-offs, but it's 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 hard to say. So I'm not going to say that because we've seen it and he's lost. Um, but yeah, so that's that's why I have him much. I mean, three spots higher now because I had rearranged some things. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly's my six. Okay, and a lot of the things that you said about James is why he's ahead of Chip for me, um, because I just I don't again. James probably couldn't have done what Chip did at at Oregon, but I don't think James I don't think Chip can do what, what James did at Penn State, and 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 ultimately I I kind of looked at it as the Big Ten East is the hardest conference in football, and that is his record in the hardest conference in football, and we really don't know what James could be if he was in the ACC or if he was in the Pac-12 or something like that. He's in the hardest conference in football, so I gave him that kind of bump. Big fan of Chip. Chip is another guy. Like if I was putting it on there, someone was like over under, I would put Chip Kelly over under at three and a half in the playoffs in the 10 year span. Um, that might be a little too high. Maybe uh, I'll do two and a half because he still has to come out the big 10. I'll do two and a half. Brett Bielema, I do one and a half. Chip, I do two and a half. So two and a half in a 10 year span, I, I, I would say over under, I would set that for him being in the playoffs. He's uh, um, He has a 58% win percentage, including including how bad he was in the NFL. I included yeah. his NFL record. Yeah. And I included his UCLA record, which is 27 and 29, because as I kind of mentioned with Matt Rule, he was bringing them from crap and making them better. So despite a losing record in the NFL and a losing record at uh, UCLA, he still has a 58% win percentage. That is how good he was at his other places. And he's a major innovator. He changed college football with his offense. He got Oregon to the to the, um, uh, to the playoffs, which, again, he's already been to the playoffs with a different team. I think he mm-hmm. can do it again. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I like Chip. He, Chip is in my – we're getting really close to my superstar tier. Like we're really, He's in the great tier, not quite superstar, but he's in the great tier. Uh, again, playoffs I have at, at two and a half. Um, so where? Who's your five? My five is Brett. Okay. My five is Brett Bielema. Um, again, I what he what he did at Wisconsin is just undoubtable. And then even in the Big Ten, he has a thirty-seven and nineteen record. And then now at Illinois, he's nine and nine, and he's got Illinois on the up, on the up and up. Um. Three conference titles in the Big Ten is nothing to sneeze at. Even if it isn't uh, 10 years ago, still nothing to sneeze <clears> at. Like, so, and three three years in a row at that in the Big Ten. So that's that's why Brett's at my five. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not mad at that. Um, again, I have Brett at seven, but it's just mm-hmm. – it's not a bad seven. It's just – I value – and honestly – <clears throat> if it he has a good bowl record too. Yeah, I think if it just wasn't for like if it oh he has a great bowl record. He wins mm-hmm. almost all of them. No, he's 50. Is he? I must have looked at something. Different. No, he's four. Oh, it's the it's a losing record, but it's four Is and it? six. Yeah, it's four oh. and six. Hmm. He's making it a bowl. Any uh, that's the crazy part. So he made it to bowl games at Arkansas and won two of them. One to three, won two of them. How is he? Uh, okay. Um, I can't believe he's only been to 10 total then. But yeah. still, that's the major- he's been to bowl games in the majority of his career at all of the stops. So, yep. <clears throat> like, again, I have him high. I don't have him at seven because it's a negative thing. And I could be talked down. 
of switching Chip and Brett. I just have Chip higher because I mean the Oregon thing was in high school. It was like the seminal moment for me and like yeah, the no, offensive was, innovation was, and some of the other kind. Of, but I yeah. you could put them either way for me six and seven. I wouldn't be mad at that. That's fair. <clears throat> and Brett does have a better win percentage. Yep. So, I mean, whatever. I'm gonna keep it how I have it, but I'm not mad at that. So. My father, James Franklin, I don't really have much to say about it because I've already talked about it. He has a 66% winning percentage, and he coached at Vanderbilt, and he coaches in the Big Ten East. Do I need to say anything else? Like, that, like that is, that is, that's amazing. Two of the hardest jobs you can have. One, where you're in the SEC at the worst school that has really hard admission standards because it's almost an engineering-only school. They barely yeah. don't even have any other majors. <laughs> and then you go to Penn State coming off one of the biggest scandals in college football history, and you have to play Ohio State and Michigan every year. And he has a 102-51 and 51 record, 66 win percentage. He's 78-36 and 36 in the Big Ten. At, 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 sorry, at, at, at Penn State. So he has a 68% win per, yeah. percentage just at Penn State. Vanderbilt, the, the Vanderbilt years only dropped his win percentage 2%. That's how good he was at Vanderbilt. Nobody's yeah. good at Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at having him there at all. And and the thing about it is, like, I have him where I have him, but if I were hiring coaches, I would – I might hire him over the next coach. Maybe not the other three. Yeah, I kind of would. I would hire him. I'm not going to put him higher, but I – I would in the rankings, I'm not gonna put them higher, but if I was hiring, and this is way too many different hires, the American language sucks, I would yeah. probably choose him over my next guy. Um, because I, I just there are certain things that I like about him. I just think the, the the other guy has superstar potential, and neither one of them have won the national championship. So I'm gonna, you know, whatever. So I don't have much else to say about Jane Franklin because I kind of said it all when we were kind of comparing him to other people, but just ultimately just a really good coach. And he is the example of what longevity can can give you because he's had a couple eh years, but it's like he was so good. They they were loyal to him instead of firing him like other places, and he immediately turned it around. Yeah. And, I mean, great coach. Like, yeah. he, he's like border borderline superstar for me. Like, I, I don't like overusing superstars, so he, whatever that next tier is, he's there. And because I've already done it, I'm just going to continue doing it. I have the – I don't know if I'm crazy for this. I have the over-under at – I want to put it at five and a half. I'm going to put it at five and a half. I think he makes the playoffs at least five times in a 10-year span. Penn State I would be – if you go I think back, he will. If you go back, Penn State is the biggest – benefactor of a 12-team playoff. If they yeah. had a 12-team playoff all the years that we had four, Penn State is in almost every single one of them. They are the oh, I think team. he I think they're yeah I think they're in every single one. So Ohio State's the only team that would be in the 12-team playoff every year. Okay. Even because people did it. They did go back for all of them. Even Alabama missed it one year. But they're in most of them. Like uh, they're in more than 50% of them and I'm only putting it at 50%. So I mean great coach. I had no complaints. Um no. well Complaints, but overall, no complaints. Who's Not your yet. five? No, Who's that was my five. We're at okay. four now. We're Who's at four, four now. Four is Chip Chip Kelly. Okay. My four is Chip Kelly. Um, we've talked about him enough, but at at, at Oregon, forty six and seven is is crazy. 
It's a crazy <laughs> record to go go eight one nine and zero eight one eight and one in your conference for four years is crazy. Thirty three yeah. and three in your conference nuts. Yes, it's the Pac ten slash Pac twelve, but that's domination. That's domination. Yeah. I I still I kind of want to move them back to where I had them, but where who I have at three has more conference success, I guess technically. And it's I mean, been in two in two conferences. He has success in two conferences, so that's why he's at my four. But I really wanted to make him three. And then even in the NFL, what he only has he has two bad seasons and then two good seasons. And part of his NFL thing was the hubris, and this is the same thing yeah. that stopped Matt Rule was the hubris of thinking you could be the GM too, and yeah. that's a large reason that college football coaches don't work because in college football you are the GM, but you can't be the you GM, and you do. Oh, you also maintain do roster management, but you can do that in college. You can't yeah. in the NFL. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I'm gonna switch my my three and four. Okay, so I'm, who's your four then? My four is Lincoln Riley. Okay. Or it's going to be Lincoln Riley. Because now that I look at Chip Kelly and the fact that you brought up NFL records, he he won the NFC East. Yeah. Did he? Oh, yeah. He, yes. did. he did. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. So yeah. that's that's just um, – that's going to put him ahead, just a little further uh, ahead of uh, Lincoln Riley for me. If it wasn't for that, uh, Chip would be at four. But now that I just saw that, it, that'll do it for me. I don't know. Damn. That's – that's pretty convincing. Do I need to change mine? Oh, I I, I forgot about that. Yeah, he won. He won an NFC East title. Like he, was, I'm I'm not going to do he it. Play, but he I, played in the playoffs in the in the NFL t- twice. Yeah, and he got yeah. far. I think the first year. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's a good point because I don't even like this guy (laughs) um okay this is what i'm gonna say i'm gonna keep it how i have it because i have it like this for a reason but i'm going to add chip to the list of i would probably hire him over this guy because i like him more because i just don't like this guy i just that's fair i have to be objective and and you'll see when you see my number one that i was objective in this i could i kept my feelings out of it were Um, you okay so that means we probably have the same number one yeah 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 um so so then let me talk about – I'll talk about Lincoln Riley then. Okay, so go ahead because Lincoln Riley is my four. Lincoln, all right, so we do – we have the same four then. So, all right, Lincoln Riley is my four. Um, um, what is it? Four conference titles in the Big 12 and then one in the Pac-12. So he went straight to a new conference and won a, a conference title. Crazy. Uh, 55 and 10 in the Big 12 and 11 and 3. 55 and 10 is crazy. It's really good. It's really good. He loses his bowl games, but it's yeah. <laughs> really good. So he's not a that's the that's the biggest problem. Is that he loses his bowl game, especially when he has like the biggest the biggest title uh target on his back, if I would have to say that much. Yeah, and if I was going to defend him, which I'm not really going to, some of his bowl games were the playoffs, and uh, like his bowl games aren't normal bowl games. He's playing the best teams, he's playing Ohio State. How long we have the playoffs now? Since what? Uh, 2014. So, no, all of his bowl games are playoff games. If this has been since 2014, besides probably the Cotton. No, no, all of his his bowl games are New Year's six games. They're not all in the playoffs. 
He's, he's made the playoffs three times, maybe. Damn, it's really hard to make the playoffs outside of the Big Ten and SEC. Yes, because he's, he's twelve. <laughs> he's twelve and two in his first three years, and that's not I, probably one of those years yeah. he's not making the playoffs, and that's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look. And oh, see the Peach Bowl can... is probably where he didn't make it. I'm gonna try to tell you, see if I can find what years he made the playoffs. So he's ma- he's made the college football playoffs three times. Three times? Yes. So let me see if I can find out exactly what years he's made it. Um, if it's not 17, 18, and 19, I don't know what years it is. Uh, no, he didn't make it. Did he make No. Hold on. Them the only years that have been make sense because he didn't make it last year. Yeah. Did he make it three years in a row? Plus, and, uh, that doesn't help me. What the hell? When did he make the playoffs? He mentioned he also has three highs, and this is part of the reason I did. Oh, he, he has highs winners. He yeah, has three Heisman winners. Um, does Chip Kelly? Chip Kelly doesn't have a Heisman winner. Not once with the Oregon teams. Does he not? Does he not? He might not, but hmm. Did he, he? Oh, he. So he may have made it in twenty twenty. Now I need to find this out. Mm. This is terrible podcasting, but like I need to know what. Because did he make it his first three years? I don't think he made it three years in a row. That would be the only thing that would make sense. Unless it was, else. unless it was the playoffs. Unless it was the, unless it was the. Um, unless twenty twenty the pandemic year, then yeah. So let's see. Oh, so he made it. Uh, So Oklahoma made it 2015-16, but he wasn't the coach there. He wasn't. There. He was the offensive coordinator. So Oklahoma made it in 2017. He was 12 okay. and one. He made it. Oh no, he did make it three years in a row. He made it his first three years. Like yeah, I know looking at the record that made sense, but I just didn't remember him making it three straight years. Yeah, I was about to say that would be the only thing that would make sense. Those three well, years. I was thinking the pandemic year mm. because his record slightly lower, but like they played less games. So yeah, he made it. He made it three straight years. So yeah, uh, three straight playoff bursts. But so again, his his bowl losses are in the play. It's the same thing with we talk about with Ryan Day. Like his losses are against the best teams in the sport. Yeah, he has two losses against Michigan. Boo! Michigan made the playoffs both year that he lost. He has a loss yeah. against Georgia. He has a loss against Clemson in the playoffs. That's four of his six. Who are the other losses against? I don't remember. Does he have two? I think he has, he has a loss against Alabama in the playoffs. That's five. And I don't. No, that's four. Uh, not in the playoffs. Alabama's losses in the playoffs. No, I don't think he's played. Alabama. No, I'm talking about Ryan Day. I'm sorry. Oh well, yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Clint, Oklahoma did play. Um, they did. Uh, they played Alabama in 2018. Okay. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Yeah, they played Georgia 2017. They played Alabama 2018, and then they played LSU 2019. Yep, that makes sense. They, so, I think they lose to the eventual. Besides that Georgia year. Yeah, basically. Well, it's because it's because they're usually the number four seed, because yeah. you know whatever. Um, okay, so we both have met four. I don't I don't really care for him that much. Like, so here's the reason I don't care about him, because I think his hype is a little overblown. 
because he has the Heisman winners, but two of his Heisman winners he borrowed. They were transfers, and they just had one really good year because of his offenses like that. And yeah. he's 50% at developing his own quarterback. He didn't do a good job with Spencer Rattler. He did a great job with uh, Caleb Williams. And so I, when I think about him, I compare him to Ryan Day because they're in very similar situations. Well, Ryan Day has developed all of his quarterbacks from scratch. And people will try to say he didn't Justin Fields, but Justin Fields didn't play at, at, at Georgia. Oh, true. He was he there, but he didn't play. He barely even played. He barely even played like scrap minutes at Georgia. So he's developed all of his quarterbacks from scratch and he's gotten to be first round picks. And you could argue that Lincoln Riley's quarterbacks have had a little bit more success, but Lincoln Riley has been a head coach longer. So we haven't, there's none of Ryan Day's quarterbacks have been in the league as long as Lincoln Riley's have to, you know, to get there, right? Jalen Hurst is entering his fourth season. Justin Fields only entering his third. And Justin Fields has had two head coaches in, in his first two years. Um, That's going to happen in Chicago. CJ Stroud is in his first year. And Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. We talked about that enough. So, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. But, I mean, he's, and, and also I just have a problem with him just not caring about the defense. And I think Alex, Alex Grinch know, like, knows where his dead bodies are, has the address to his mistress, like, <laughs> something, knows he has an illegitimate child somewhere. Like something. there's no way that Alex Grinch should still have a job. So, but, but he the, he starts my superstar team. Like he's still a really good coach. And yeah. I just don't know if he can win a national championship until he gets forced to fire his defensive coordinator and he wields even an above average defense. Yes, yeah, something, something has to happen. But like, it's the problem that Ohio State's had, and Ohio State's had much better defenses. Your defense needs to at least be 20, 30 something. It can't be 60. So, not at all. But still, still a good. Co- I mean, he has an 84% winning percentage. Can't, I mean, it's hard to beat. <laughs> like, that's hard to beat. He's hard to beat while still having shitty defense. He's 66 and 13. With three Heisman winning quarterbacks, like the yeah. issues that you have, you're nitpicking. And I admit that I'm nitpicking. I am. When you get to this level, you got have to nitpick. But I mean, yeah, good coach. Yeah, yeah still good coach. But he's not. He's my number four because I already went over why Chip is my number three. Um, if you're if we're talking totality, he has success in the NFL, and a lot of these other coaches don't. And we're talking about as a coach. I think. The fact that you've been successful in in both the NFL and in college, whether if it was short lived or not, you still made the playoffs in 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 the NFL. And at one year, you made it you made it pretty far. And then you've been good as a college coach most of the time. You're there most of the time. You're picking up a school that sucks, and then you're turning it around, which in UCLA or in Oregon, he was good the entire time. So like. <laughs> Yeah, he was good yeah. the entire time he was there. Yeah. Uh, so every time you mention Chip, it's like, damn, I kind of want to change my ranking and put him higher. Yeah. Um, I kind of just want, like, I kind of want, I, man, I would just have to shift a lot. I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with my guns. And I'm going to partially stick with my guns because you look I at almost career. moved them higher because of it, because yeah. of that stuff. So you, I'm going to stick with my guns because I'm also looking at future, right? Like you have, I'm considering their past. I'm also considering their future. And I think right now this guy's a better coach and mm-hmm. I think he has the better future. So I'm going to leave oh, yes. it. 
even though you've almost convinced me out of it. And this is where we're going to have the conversation about how much I disagree with you. My number three is Luke Fickle. Okay. And I understand the Ohio State thing. And that is why I don't have Luke Fickle over Ryan Day, because I almost put Luke Fickle at number two. And I didn't because Ryan Day's whole career is at Ohio State and he's made it work. And Luke Fickle had that one bad year. And I understand the whole AAC thing. I definitely get that. Luke Fickle was one of the best defensive coordinators in the country when he was at Ohio State. He immediately turned Cincinnati around. And I I get the it's Cincinnati thing. And I'm going to use that just in the opposite way that you used it. He got a group of five team into the playoffs. And people like to ignore it. People like to ignore it. But the first half of that Georgia game, they went toe-to-toe. Yes, yes. You, they you, went toe-to-toe with Georgia for the first you half. You make a good point. You make and a good so point. It's, it's like, man, I, I'd like the more you kept talking about Chip, I almost just wanted to do the 3-6 flip, and I wouldn't have been mad at that. But I, I just think and when I'm considering what the futures of the, the coaches are as well, with Chip being on the back end of his career and Luke it, Fickle being on the uh, – like just kind of ending starting his career, um, I, I just – I went Luke – you can convince me out of it because you almost did. But I think that Luke is just one of the best coaches in the country. I th- like I would set Wisconsin's over under to make the playoffs at five and a half. I think they're going to do it um, a lot. I think he's going to be really good. And I think if Ryan Day like takes the wrong breath, <laughs> Ohio State's going to fire him for Luke Fickle. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, like, don't breathe too hard, Ryan Day. <laughs> like, you better no, be missing no, I'm not mad at that. I, with that being said, I would switch Luke for. I would move Luke to where Brett is at five, and just move everyone down. Okay. That, so the sense, if I was to move him, I'm gonna leave it at where I got right now. Like I'm gonna just so it could be like this is what we got, but like I would make changes at that spot. Okay. But, yeah, I just because of the NFL success, that's why I have Chip at three. And but I would I, definitely move Luke to five and just shift everyone down. Because now I'm definitely going to say Luke's a better coach than Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's one of the that's one of the things that I was like, "Ooh, you have him under Kirk." Now that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know if I can agree with that, but no, I I definitely get it. So, you know, like I said, every time you bring up Chip, you've almost convinced me to to switch it. But that's the point. Like once you get to this top tier, it's just like I think they're they're really good coaches, and that's why I was happy. I was like, man, when I was doing this, I was like, man. I'm like, if people if they listen to me this year, if, if every team listened to me this year, I would never be able to complain about Big Ten coaches again because, like, I think they have a pretty solid group, and I think that they have some coaches that can really do some things. So, um, yeah, I mean, the top six is all really, really big. Yeah. You I know, would, what I really would do if I was to redo this now is that I would have – so Luke would be at four. Lincoln would be at three, Chip would be at two, then I'll still keep my number one. But then instead of Luke being at four, I'd have Ryan Day at I mean at five. I have Ryan Day at five and then move everybody down. Do you have did you put Lincoln Riley over Ryan Day in the in that remove? No. Yes. I wouldn't do that. Other than, that, other than that, I couldn't argue with you. Yeah. I, okay, like, I, okay. Then, Ryan should be four, then everybody moved down. But Luke you, would, I would have, I would or whatever the hell. I just know I would have Luke in front of uh, Ryan. So I couldn't be mad at no, you. No, I wouldn't have Luke in front of Ryan. 
but I would move. I would move Ryan down day down more. Not so if I would. You would have days. Chip two day three. Then you'd have Fickle four, Riley five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If I was to redo this, but I have Ryan Day at two here. But now okay. that I, like I'm thinking this, and then you brought up good points. Yeah, like I wouldn't have Ryan this high. So um, I have him at two as well, and the reason why I have him at two, and the reason why I have him over Luke, and I kind of just mentioned this, is I think that um, it's two things. One, Luke failed at Ohio State, and Ryan Day didn't, and they both came in like kind of awkward transitions, like right, like. Urban Meyer didn't get fired, but he got fired. Like they mm. let him retire because the scandal wasn't that big, but he didn't have the option to stay another year. Yeah. And Jim Trestle did get fired. So they're kind of awkward transitions. They were both uh one was DC, one was OC. When I look at that and that success, it's like, okay, I think Ryan Day has a higher level to reach. And also it's kind of unfair because I'm a defensive guy, but Great offense beats great defense every time. And Ryan Day has the quarterbacks. He has the offense. And I just think that in that comparison and what you're going to do, like Ryan Day is always going to have a higher ceiling than Luke Fickle to me because of the offense. And the one credit that I'll give Ryan Day because he pisses me off a lot, I think it takes a year too long, but he always learns. Everything that I've wanted him to correct, he's corrected. It's just always almost a year after I wanted him to correct it. Mm. Which I don't like that, but you, if you wanted to spin it positively, you could spin it as loyalty. And he wanted to give it, he noticed that he wanted to give his guys like a trial period, another year to try it. And then he changed it. But I think at Ohio State, you can't do that. Like, you can't give them that another year. Once you notice it, you just got to end it. But so that's why I have Ryan Day over Fickle. It's the Ohio State thing and it's the offense versus defense thing. But like, you know. I, I, well, did not I don't I can't fully game. agree with that offense versus defense thing because I watched a mediocre to bad um offense. I guess in college. No, no, I can't even say that fully in college because I was gonna but I, my point was gonna be I saw a Denver team with a great defense and a very eh, offense win a Super Bowl. I saw the same thing yeah, with but the Ravens. The Denver, but the Denver but the Denver thing is an anomaly. And the Ravens, we forget, Joe Flacco was bad over Not to Joe. Not to Joe Flacco year. Which Ravens year are you talking about? The early the 2001. That offense wasn't that good. It wasn't even it wasn't even top 20. So, yeah, so the 2000s thing though, that like that's when it started to change. Like up until the 90s, 70s, 80s, whatever, it was always defense. After like 2002, it's been- uh Seahawks wasn't a good offense. It wasn't a great offense. They had Russ. Russ was Russ was good. There. Russ was good, but he would start off good. Russ has been doing the exact same thing at Seattle his entire career. Starts off good and tails off, and he just always had a good, great defense to back him up. Yeah, they're, also, they're usually keeping teams under points more than they were scoring a bunch of. Yeah, points. but who did who did Seahawks beat? Who did Seahawks win against? Denver. They didn't have a good offense. Who? Denver. Yeah, but I'm just. And saying, then they lost to the Patriots, who had a better offense. But they also had a great defense too. That Patriots team was great all around. Right, but you you can't compare the defense to the Seahawks defense because they don't play each other. Yeah. Yeah. The Patriots offense saying. was better than the Seahawks offense. They won the game. 
even though they shouldn't have played goal line. No. And in most in most cases, if you if you put it out percentage wise, if you do it a hundred times out of a hundred, offense is gonna win the over the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's fifty percent. I think it's over sixty five. And so, I think that like again, I'm not gonna be mad at you. That's just my philosophy is why I have Ryan Day too. Yeah, and my um, thing and- is, is like I would just have I would have Luke over Ryan Day because I think. Getting Cincinnati now that you bring up the fact that Cincinnati played in a playoff game and was good for a first half against Georgia, I think it's just a little. It's just more impressive. So I, I in my eyes, that's the only. That's the only. That's all I'm saying. I so the thing with that as well is I'm not so sure that Ryan Day couldn't have done that. I think Ryan Day would be successful anywhere with his offense and with some of the things that he's done, and so. Um, the Cincinnati, I mean, the Cincinnati thing is super impressive. I'm not going to say that it's not. I mean, I have Luke Fickle as my number three. But if I'm hiring a coach, if I'm looking at what they can do, also, again, with the offense thing, if I'm trying to win championships, I think Ryan Day has a better chance of winning a championship than Luke Fickle does. And it's because okay. of the offense thing. It's like, I mean, Alabama – you know, they talk about their defense, but when Alabama won their last two championships, they had the best offense in football. LSU had the best offense ever, and no one likes Stetson Bennett. But when you look statistically, Georgia has one of the best offenses. They were just doing it in different ways than what is traditional now with the passing attack and with tight ends versus wide receivers. Every champion of the last five to six years has had like a top three offense and like a top 20 defense. Some's defense has been a little better because I think LSU's was top 10 in both, but the offense is always in the top five. And so when I'm looking at that and I'm trying to pick the coach that I want, I'm going to take Ryan Day because of the offense and just because of the rules of the game and different things like that. And I want you all to know how much it pains me to say this because I'm a defensive guy through and through. With the rules of the game and the changes that they're making, it's just, it's I don't see it's it's always going to be in the offense's favor. And when you have a guy who can have back to back to back first round picks and back to back to back Heisman, like every the last five seasons, Ohio State has had a Heisman finalist. They haven't won it yet, but Justin Fields was a two time Heisman finalist. CJ Shell was a two time Heisman finalist, and Dwayne Haskins was a Heisman finalist. Every single quarterback that you've had in all of their seasons so far are Heisman finalists and their first round draft picks. It's it's hard to top that, no matter what you say about other things. Um, so that's and that's how it. But I mean, I say all of that, and he's not my number one. And yeah. the other guy is doesn't have as good as an offense because other things do matter. I just that's you're right. That's fair. Yeah. I, um. But I do. I, I Ryan Day is a successful coach, and he's been a. He's been. There's a reason why I had him at two to start, but before I started really. Like before your uh your comments came up, and that's why I would move stuff around. But I mean, forty five and six. He has an eighty eight percent winning percentage, and all his <laughs> right. losses, most of his losses have come to the eventual like two playoff teams or the national or, championship. Yeah, national champion. Bless you. I mean, yeah, thank you. Uh, two conference titles, a division title, um, in four years at Ohio State. Yes, the past two years he's lost the big game, which is a knock on him. Uh, but that is not why I have who I have at one. Be- that's not even a reason. But like thirteen and one, seven and one, probably would have been eight and one if Michigan would have played them. Mm-hmm. Eleven and two and eleven and two. Like 
31 and only two losses in the Big Ten in the past four years, and those just happened these past two years. I mean, that's that's incredible. That's why I use my number two. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because the two losses came against Ohio State, and then he won against Ohio State. So it's like, uh, I mean, yeah. Um, Michigan. No, no, no. I'm saying his two losses in the Big Ten came against Ohio State. You said he has the two losses in four years. Those two losses. I'm talking about Ryan Day. Oh, I thought you moved on to your other one. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. He has more losses in the Big Ten than that. Okay. Well, you had it in front of you, so I thought, yeah. So, yeah, two losses in the Big Ten, and it came to the the Big Ten champion who also went to the playoffs. So, So here's the thing. I I told everyone, and I said this in the very beginning of the podcast for anyone that's been following us for so long, I am an Ohio State fan. I don't hide that. I hate Michigan. I don't hide that. But if I'm going to do a Big Ten podcast, it cannot be an Ohio State podcast. I have one of those, and I had to be objective. And Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the conference. He's one of the best coaches ever of all time. He's probably going to be a Hall of Fame coach in college and in the NFL. I don't know about the NFL. He he wasn't there long enough. You're right. He won't be in the NFL because he wasn't there long enough. But if he stayed, he would have been. Yeah. Um, He is one of three coaches who has been successful. If you Google it, because I did, they'll give you a list of five or six. But one of the – like one is Tom Coughlin, who who coached at BC for a couple years. He was just in college. There have been three coaches who have been successful in college in the NFL, and it's not Nick Saban, who's one of them. It's not Urban Meyer, who's one of them, who are both two of the greatest coaches of all time in college football. It is Larry Johnson, it's Jim Harbaugh, and I just lost the name of the other guy. He was Jimmy Johnson. No, I said him, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, the third guy is an older guy from like the oh, a long time ago. Okay, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's the, the the number one of all of them because he won a Super Bowl and he won a college football and he, and he won a, play, uh, a championship in college. Yeah. But Jim Harbaugh's one of three guys who has been successful at every level that he's coached. Um, and I don't know if he can win a national championship currently with just the way that the offenses are and different things like that. I think it's going to be tough. But I'm not going to say that he's not. And also, what is he going to do? Like, what, what do you set the over-under? At for him making the playoffs in a 12 team conference. Oh, every single time. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, that's yeah. probably that's most likely what's gonna happen. But I mean, you set the you set the over under at eight and a half or nine and a half, saying that there could be one year that something random happens. Yeah. I, I would set that same, I would set that same over under for Ryan Day as well. But when you include that he's been doing it longer, he has a set in in at Michigan at Stanford for the 49ers and wherever else he's coached. I just know those are his three big ones. He's 181 and 74 with one tie. He has a Mm -hmm. 71% winning percentage in his career across like 20 years as a coach or something crazy. Something like that. The only knock on. Oh, actually, yeah, it'd be 24 years. It'd be 20 20 years next year. 20 years exactly. Uh, yeah, in 2024, okay. it'd be 20 years. Okay. The only knock on him is that he doesn't win the big game. Yeah. 
he struggled for a very long time against Ohio State. I mean, he's won two, but he's like two and five against Ohio State. He lost the Super Bowl. He didn't win. I don't even know if he has a conference championship at Stanford. I don't remember as good as he was. Like, he struggles in that really big moment, and I think some of that is because he he's a little stubborn and he has like an old-school offense that it's not easy to figure out, but some of the best teams can figure it out. Yeah. But – and then that's my trouble with like I still of the group of coaches I expect Ryan Day to win. If you give me ten years, I expect Ryan Day to win the most championships. Like when Nick Saban retires and it, and it becomes a little bit easier to win a championship, I expect Ryan Day to have the most out of all this group. But yeah. Jim Harbaugh is still the better coach. Like I mean, he's done it everywhere. You just I hate making the case for him because I think he's a terrible person. I literally hate everything about him. <laughs> like, Damn. I, like I do. The more he talks, like, because at, at first, no, I get it. I it get it. Kind of quirky. It was just like, oh, he's a little weird. And then he started saying things like, I don't believe in abortion. And if one of my players got someone pregnant, I would adopt their kid so that they didn't get an abortion. No, you won't. Hey, you know what? No, you won't. Probably that, not. That so, no, you won't. Yeah. That is so stupid. It's like, that is so dumb. You are not adopting one of your players' kids because you're so against abortion. You just wanted to sit up there and say you were against abortion. You just wanted to yeah. sit up there and. I'm not gonna get into it because I don't want to lose any followers. Because there may be some. It's whatever. I don't like anything about it. The guy, but just, he's a great coach. Yeah, he. I think he is the best coach in the Big Ten right now. If we're talking overall, I mean, 132 and 52 in college. Um, <laughs> like that's crazy. It's crazy, and it's crazy because his his worst stint is Stanford, and that's probably what he's most famous for besides the NFL. But like. <laughs> Like besides Michigan and the NFL, but that's what got him his like his fame was Stanford, yeah. and that's his that's his roughest stint. Twenty nine and twenty one there, but at San Diego twenty nine and six. <laughs> but like at San Diego twenty nine and six, Michigan seventy four and twenty five, and then I think what's actually very incredible and overlooked, and that's why it's it's the firing of Jim Harbaugh from the Forty Niners. Is actually more crazy than people kind of like bring have need to talk about, but they like to forget it. But he got fired because the GM didn't like him. It yeah. wasn't because he was bad. <laughs> yeah, but like he was in the F- NFC uh, championship game three years in a row to start his NFL career. Yeah, like this <laughs> to start his NFL career. He, he was first in the NFC West two, the, his first two seasons. He literally got fired. Because he wears on people and people get tired of him, and the GM he played won in the two battle. Su- he played in two Super Bowls. Yeah, his like, first three seasons. Yeah, like it's, you can't say anything, but he's the best coach, and like, like he's. If you look at totality of career, he's probably the second best coach in college football, because Nick Saban wasn't even good in the NFL. Nick, no. I'm still giving it to Nick Saban because of all the championships. Like I'm not, but like Nick. I mean, Saban, my bad. He's only making one Super Bowl, but he played in a Super Bowl. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, hate the guy, but I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you because I don't like him as a person. He's. The best I mean, yeah. I, to come into the NFL in your first year and go 13 and three, and then make it to the <laughs> NFC Championship game is crazy. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick as it come. Like, it started with Alex Smith and then with the Colin Kaepernick. Like it's it's like and neither one. And of them Colin Kaepernick like, only played in like five games, five it, six games to like, end the season. It's it it just doesn't make any sense when you really think about it, bro. I remember, I vividly remember there was a season that they didn't give a rushing touchdown until the last game of the year when they benched their starters because they were like thir- they had like thirteen wins. Yeah. Yeah. 
nuts. He's a good. Hate, he's a great coach. Hate, he can coach wherever guy. he wants to go. Hate, like hate the guy. Bad, great coach. Like yeah. there's not a. I, he could he could turn Kent State into a winner. <laughs> like oh like, yeah like oh, yeah. yeah by far. So I mean hey all right so um any all right so we we can wrap this up yeah. um let's let's run through them really quickly. Okay. I had Ryan Walters unranked. 15 Tom Allen, 14 Mike Loxley, 13 Mel Tucker, 12 Greg Ciano, 11 Pat Fitzgerald, 10 PJ Fleck, 9 Matt Rule, 8 Kirk Ferentz, 7 Brett Bielema, 6 Chip Kelly, 5 James Franklin, 4 Lincoln Riley, 3 Luke Fickle, 2 Ryan Day, and 1 Jim Harper. And I went 15 Mike Loxley, 14 Tom Allen, 13 Mel Tucker, 12, Pat Fitzgerald, 11, Greg Schiano, uh, 10, Matt Rule, 9, PJ Fleck, 8, Luke Fickle, 7, Kirk, 6, James, but that Luke Fickle and Kirk needs to be switched, but we, we already know, 6, James Franklin, 5, Brett Bielema, 4, Lincoln Riley, 3, Chip Kelly, 2, Ryan Day, and 1, Jim Harbaugh. All right, guys. Thank you all. Guys, women, days, thems anyone listening appreciate you for checking in with us we'll be back next week and we will see you then